Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, yo, check this out, son. DJ Manny. Manny. L. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo, the best in the business. That's word scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word from scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. about it? If he naming them. Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio at the Bar Mitzvah, at the Bat Mitzvah. In front of your computer at ScoopBRadio.com. Make sure you guys also subscribe to Scoopy Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, and everywhere in between. Scoopy Radio is sponsored by Wooter Apparel. Wooter Apparel empowers teams and athletes around the world by offering the best sublimated uniforms and apparel at unbeatable prices. You guys, make sure to visit WooterApparel.com. And when you go there, make sure you use the promo code SNOOP. That's S-N-O-O-P. And when you do that, you save 10% off your first purchase. Shout out to the good folks over at Wood Apparel. And this episode of Scoopy Radio has a special guest. My main man, Marcus Tony L. Marcus Tony L., me and him go back to the Seton Hall prep days when he was starring over there. He was the first person I ever interviewed in my column over at the... Seton Hall Prep Pirate newspaper when I was over at Seton Hall Prep for a year. And he's come a long way. He talks about actually playing at Seton Hall University, that legendary class. In my opinion, in the Northeast, that Seton Hall University class that featured uh, Andre Barrett, featured the late Eddie Griffin, and 
Tyshawn and some of those other guys, they were the modern day University of Michigan, at least in New Jersey. But enough out of me. Want to get into this interview. DJ Maniel, cue the tape in five, four, three, two, one. It's Squilly, y'all. Scoopy Radio. Lay some treats on us. This is Scooby Radio. Scoopy Radio on the phone with a guy kind of familiar. Guy that uh, when I went to Seton Hall prep for a year, <laughs> he was the first person that I interviewed um, when I had my own column in the Pirate newspaper. Marcus Toniel, the guy is a, is a mover and a shaker. First and foremost, welcome Scoop to Scoopy Radio. Radio. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. You, uh, many people remember you, Andre Barrett, Eddie Griffin, um, being the, and Samuel Dallenberg, being the guys that were a huge recruiting class for Seton Hall University. Walk me back through that process. You know, everybody's a super team now, and you were kind of creating your own super team in the Big East. Walk me through that process in high school. How did you meet all those guys? Wow, well, <clears throat> Sam's a year older than us, so I played against Sam for two years of high school, and he went to Seton Hall. So he was already there. Okay, um, got it. Andre Barrett, he and I met in seventh grade, and we always just ran into each other, um, just playing AAU basketball. Uh, Eddie Griffin, we met uh, the fall of my junior year. Um, through playing with the players and, and Jimmy Salmon, he connected us to it. Eddie and I hit it off. We, we actually became like best friends. He would come up to Jersey and hang out. I was going out to Philly and stay at his house and hang out. His family became my family and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So during the process, you know, schools are recruiting both of us. He's the best player in the country. Um, I'm like the number 25 player in the country. And more, obviously, more schools are recruiting him. And yeah. by us playing together on the AAU circuit, you know, we were like, yo, man, let's just go to school together. And, like, it ended up being seen all, but people don't know. We we wasn't, we, we, were, we were almost headed to UMass. All of you. Like, well, not, not Dre. At this point, Dre wasn't in yet. Okay. But Eddie and I, it was just a, a duo. And, and we were going to go to UMass because of the relationship that we built with uh, Bruiser Flint. Uh, Jeff Arnold, um, Tim Robick, and those guys. But um, the third person that was supposed to be a part of that class actually was supposed to be Rashid Dunbar. Wow. And, and Rashid Dunbar, um, the day before he was leaving for an AAU tournament, he ends up getting a major car accident that had him in a coma for, for some time. And, I remember me, Eddie, and Jim going to the hospital to see him. And uh, we're talking to him and, you know, say, saying all the positive things and praying and stuff. They said that was the first sign of movement he, he ever had that day that, that we were there. So we knew he would um, come out of it. And um, Memphis still offered him a scholarship even afterwards. Like, even if he couldn't play anymore, like, he still had a scholarship at Memphis. And I thought that was huge for Calipari. Like I've always liked him, but that there, you know, made me even more of a of a fan of his of his uh, belief in kids. 
But at that time, you know, like they, in a cold world, life still goes on. And Andre Barrett ended up being Eddie's roommate a lot at the, the All-American camps and things like that. And he and Andre and Eddie ended up building a relationship. So now it's him like, yo, let's let all three of us get there. So it was a conversation, but nothing uh, real happened. And then once I committed to Seton Hall my junior year, I was able to go talk to Andre because I have already had the conversation with Eddie. So it was kind of, it was hard to convince Drake because Drake really wanted to go to South Carolina. You know, Carolina's recruiting Eddie, but he wasn't going to go because they wasn't recruiting me. Right. And he told him. He said, y'all not recruiting my man? I, well, I'm not going there. So it was, was kind of easy to get Dre off of North Carolina because he knew he and Eddie would make a, a great combination. So once I convinced Dre that, look, this is the move, it was easy, even easier to, to make Eddie, uh, not make, but have him follow through on the three of us planning college together. That team to me was... Uh was special. Um, I, I I teased you the other day when I said, you know, you guys were the modern-day uh, Michigan Wolverines. How often did you hear? You said you've heard that from other people. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard that. Obviously, we didn't accomplish in that first year with, with those guys there. But as far as put together what's now called Scoop like a B super team, since the Wolverines, I think we were the next one to do it in what is now the modern era of basketball. You know, at a time where the sneaker companies really came in and started taking over and running mm-hmm. the AAU circuit and putting people in place in colleges, we was like right on the cusp of that. We were the, I believe, the group that pushed that forward. Not just with the three of us going to Seton Hall, but just that whole uh, 2000 recruiting class. <clears throat> that 2000 class, that 2001 class, I feel like changed the landscape to where it is now. You guys played under Tommy Amaker, um, a guy that's now found success at Harvard and, you know, guy that got a, a chance of a lifetime, you know, being the head coach at, at, at Seton Hall University. Um, when you look at him now and you see the success that he's had, do you ever wonder what if, what if he had stayed? What if you guys had stayed together? What, like, how you guys would have been in the, you guys would have been successful. How often do you think about the possibility of what if if Amrick had stayed right. and some of those other guys had stayed as well? I, I think about it often. Uh, anytime I take a trip down memory lane because if, if TA doesn't leave my freshman year, Eddie Griffin doesn't leave, Sam Dallenberg doesn't leave. And though we had some problems within our, our team's function at that time and Tony was a new coach, we would have had the same team back next year, mm-hmm. and this was a, this was a team that preseason was was ranked <clears throat> number nine in the country. The the same team that should have beat Illinois at Illinois after being up twenty. You know, this is the same team that, even though we ended up having a mediocre record, we still would make people nervous in the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. So it, it provided a. Um, at least a, a silver lining uh, for the future. Once T.A. left, Eddie left, Sam left, um, Coach Orr came in, and then we had to start all over again. 
when I was in college, um, and I had uh, NBA Live, so you take it back to like '04. Uh, that was when PlayStation <laughs> had to you had to get you had to download the patch. Like they they updated it like every once a month. It's not like now where they updating it every day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I liked playing with Eddie Griffin on NBA Live. Um, a six nine guy out of Roman Catholic High School went to Seton Hall. A guy I believe skill wise was ahead of his time. Do you believe that he realized how talented he was? No, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, it, which is crazy is because I'm out here right now at the, uh, the Nike Elite 100 because mm-hmm. I got three kids that play for my AAU program out here. And Rasheed Wallace is here. Nice. And Rasheed Wallace is Eddie's favorite player. Wow. And when, when, when she and I spoke at the end of camp yesterday, he was like, man, you know that's my guy. That's my guy. And, and their games are, are eerily similar. So Eddie knew that he was talented. Eddie could do what he wanted. He was a triple-double in high school. He, he was a, a, a double-double in college. You know, but the one thing that he also knew was he, he probably shouldn't have went to the NBA after his freshman year hmm. because everything that comes with it. He, he would often call back home and say, man, I wish I had stayed in college. Not because of his talent, just because of everything that comes with it. Responsibility. Scoop B Radio. The responsibility. You, um, again, you, you, in my opinion, um, you're an excellent recruiter. Um, like I said, you, you got those guys. I mean, it was a collaborative effort, but you got those guys to come through Seton Hall. Um, you mentioned uh, Coach Orr taking over um, after Coach Amaker left. You weren't necessarily, um, if I'm not mistaken, you weren't happy at first. You you were you were used to a situation where you were the man, and then here comes Mr. Orr dropping the hammer. How much did Coach <laughs> Orr change you? And when you when he came in as coach of Seton Hall, the hammer he, he was like four. He wasn't a carpenter. He was like four with that hammer, man. And um, it, it was a major adjustment because. I was recruited to play a certain way that I was comfortable with. And I liked it. And Coach Orr just came in and totally re- rewrote the script. And it was something at a young age I wasn't prepared for. He and I bumped heads early. And what these young guys understand that playing college basketball is about a system. And if the system doesn't fit your game, forget the name of the school, but if the system fits, you'll have success. If the system doesn't fit, you're not going to have success the way that you, you intended. So for a whole year, my whole sophomore year was a, a battle between Coach Orr and I about which style of play was, was going to prevail. But at the end of the day, he's a head coach. And if I wanted to play and be happy, I had to do it his way. And it took me a year to realize that. And what it also did, though, was allow me to learn other parts of the game. I learned more about myself and I think in turn it made me a better person because I had to persevere through it. I'm going to take a step back. I want to take a step back to high school. Um, I, I mentioned at the beginning that knew you your senior year um, at Seton Hall Prep. I was a freshman. That year, you guys played in the Tournament of Champions, but you did not play. Um, for those right. listening, Tyrone Barley, uh, former teammate of uh, Delonte West, and Jameer Nelson at St. Joe's was on that team. You had guys like Mark Curry. Um, you guys played 
Dewan Wagner and Camden High School in the Tournament of Champions. All right, all right. How pissed were you that you were playing that game? Oh, super pissed. Super pissed because I know, and people in Camden know, whenever I talk to Wani or OG, Arthur Barkley, I tell them, man, because we only lost by, I think, about four points. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we would have beat those guys. I, though I was talking shit to people in Camden the, the whole game, before the game, <laughs> even after the game, um, somebody from Camden, they wanted to fight me because I was talking shit and Camden won. And, but uh, they didn't realize how close me and Wani were, me and OG, um, even Milt. During the game, I'm wearing Milt Wagner Championship Lakers during, during the game. Scoop B wow. Radio. You know, Iverson's at the game. DZ's at the game. Like, it, it was sold out. The game was crazy, but the people that were there that no basketball, they knew that me not playing in that game was going to have a negative effect on our team. But our team showed up, we fought, and even still had a chance to win because we, we were just that good with playing together. And uh, a play here and a play there, maybe I'm saying we went back-to-back to the championship finals. But um, the Wild Wagner was an excellent player, man, and he, he put his team in position to win. Now, when you talk about that game, we talked last week, we were just talking about the era, like that culture. You know, back then it was Jersey and Philly was were running things. You know, that was the, the, the throwback culture. That was, you know, Iverson was back and forth checking out the wands, you know, going back and forth from Camden to Philly. Looking back through that game, you said Jay was there. Uh, Iverson was there. This was before the Internet. Could you imagine if the Twitter and Instagram were alive back then? So listen, we would have broke it. We would have broke it. Like, it, it's, like it, it, it's crazy because, like, and not just Philly and Jersey. Like, New York still had Andre Barrett at right. They had Omar Cook at, um, I don't know, why, why can't I think of the school? Christ the King. Mm-hmm. They had Talik Brown at uh, at JFK. Like, those three guards, well, the three top guard combo in one city at that time. And they all were special. So, you know, you had New York City guards. You had Jersey-like forwards and people that's rocking. You had this Philly stardom. So that that little, that, that our three-state radius caused a lot of hell for the people across the country, man. And at that time, there was no social media, you know. The Internet wasn't even popping the way it is right now. And I tell these kids all the time, I haven't had that social media now. Like, it, it'd be crazy. They would have had to come up with something past Instagram or Facebook by now. They had to think a whole new, a whole new platform. How crowded was that game? Standing alone. What's crazy is not even just that game. Any big game that my high school team was uh, in, my from my my junior senior, because a Brandon Knight without point guard my junior year, who had mm-hmm. a illustrious career at uh, at Pittsburgh. All our big games were standing room only. Lines out the door. I see people documenting a lot of things now. Man. Like if we knew it was going to be what it was, we, we probably should have all that document. You know, I, I remember seeing, having games where the line is outside and people was watching the game through, through the door. Scoop B Radio. You know, p- people just trying to get tickets. It was like fashion shows. People putting on their on their best when they came to the county championship for the state tournament. You know, it's like it was, a line at the club. Was, 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember we would um my high school team would wear suits to the champ my, my last two years. We would wear suits to championship games, county or state. Just because we had the business mentality. Mm-hmm. And people already knew because when you're a Catholic school, you wear your khakis, you wear your blazers. So you always have a, a presence when you're walking in because you're dressed different. But now when you walk in there with suits on, it adds a whole different aura to, to, to the building. And, and and that's what we brought to the game. And people liked it. And to this day, people still talk about it. Marcus Tony L on Scoop B Radio, talking the 2000s to present day. Currently, you are a coach at uh, right. you coach in Montclair, New Jersey, right. at Immaculate Conception High School. You've been all over the place. Um, you coached at you were assistant coach at Fairleigh Dickinson and in, in, uh, at New Jersey. Um, you also uh, coached at in Newark. You coached at was it North? Uh, <laughs> yeah, North Thirteenth Street. I thought so. North 13th Street. Yeah. So yeah. you transitioned from playing overseas, had a knee injury. Um, right. How much um, did your playing career prepare you to work with kids as a coach there? It was much more of my coaching coaches that I had. My, my play, basketball is basketball. Like the game – it's the game, mm-hmm. you know. But when when I when you've had the coaches that I've had, with the temperament that they have, um, their ability to get people to play together, their ability to draw actions and knows, um, to run a practice, their game management. Scoop I didn't B realize Radio. that I was taking all of that in. So when I first started coaching, it was almost like it, I was a natural. Mm-hmm. And, but part of it also came in because as a player, I was, I was always a leader. I was always a captain. Um, so while coaches look for point guards to be leaders on, on the court or be the captain of that team on the court, though I wasn't the point guard, I was always that leader or always that captain. So I was I had already started coaching before I knew I was coaching. Um, right. My play, my play just gives me a bonus because kids need something that they can identify with. Nowadays, they want to be able to punch your name in Google and see if your background check out. Mm-hmm. And once it, once it check out, then you got their ear. So it makes doing my job easier with them, makes dealing with the parents a little easier. But um, it's always a battle. There's always going to be um, athletes and parents alike that you're not going to be able to get through to, which is fine. It's nature of the business. Nothing is perfect. But... We know the system is perfect. Nothing is perfect. But I do it because cause I love it. And you can take Coach Orr for being hard on you. Yeah, yeah, because now I can tell a kid who, who doesn't like the way I'm running things or, or isn't playing the way that he, he wants to play. But I was you. Mm. Like I, I was in your shoes. Like I understand that feeling. But this is what you got to do so that you don't have that feeling and learn how to have success elsewhere. Like, uh, more than just basketball, like the life lessons I got from Coach Ford. Um, but honestly, he even brought me uh, closer to God. Hmm. And, and like, I shared that with him. Like, I thank him for Because I didn't grow up in a, uh, a household that went to church and prayed every day and was, was holier than that. I didn't, I didn't have that. And mm-hmm. Not that I'm that now, 
but my relationship with God is, is definitely way further along after being with Coach Ross for three years. Why didn't your game translate to the NBA? Um, just my ability to slash to the basket. Um, I was always an average jump shooter. I'm actually a better shooter now than I than I was when I played. But what's what's crazy is that I never did individual workouts until it was time for me to graduate college and go play overseas. Hmm. Um, all my basketball was just playing a bunch of games, playing in the park, practicing, and then college. You know, you do the 20 minutes individual workout before and after. Like, I didn't never grab the coach to do extra work. Um, I, I was never in the summertime getting with a, a skilled trainer and working on my game. When I when I did it, the four years that I did do it, um, after graduation, my game grew enormously. And I, and I tell myself, like, what if I did this when I was supposed to do it? You know, then, then I wouldn't be worried about the system I played in. I would just be a player that plays anything. So I think I did that to myself as far as not working on my game, just always relying on my natural ability and my natural instincts. But um, slashing to the basket, um, making the right plays, being a willing passer, hustling, playing defense, but those things translate to the NBA very well. Where are you now? <clears throat> You're doing the coaching at uh, Immaculate Conception. Are you doing Kayla? What else? What else do you have your hand in? Um, I'm at Immaculate. I'm an assistant coach there. I teach phys ed there. Um, I coach the players, which is a, one of the top five AAU programs in the country year in and year out. And um, I started my own brand called Elite Experience, where I, I do individual training, I do camps, I do clinics, um, I do elementary school tournaments, and I, I legit give kids an elite experience when they um, when they sign up, whether it's the tournament or the camp. They, they get it the way that it's supposed to be got. Hmm. <laughs> How can more people find out about uh, elite experience? Well, you can check out the website. It's www.eliteexperiencebasketball.com. Um, I can be emailed at info at eliteexperiencebasketball.com. We have a uh, basketball camp coming up. Last year was the first installment of it, and uh, we do it on the weekend because it's actually a weekend boot camp. Well, you know, even now, like I'm at the Nike Hills camp, and they're doing a good job at it. But a lot of these camps you go, you just play a bunch of games. When you come through the elite experience, you come and learn the game. We break it down. We go over all skill sets, every facet of the game. Um, I have obviously have other coaches there that assist me. Um, in, a, in the afternoon, they play games, but they also learn how to watch them so that they can see themselves, see the mistakes, see what they do well, see what they do wrong. And that's part of making these kids better. And I just want, and I, I bring in high-level college players, NBA players, and they get to watch those guys work out so they can see how those guys prepare in their offseason to make themselves better. So it's almost like a one-stop shop for anybody, any beginner, any novice, any kid that thinks they're an expert, you could you could definitely come to our boot camp and uh, and get better. I want to switch it back to Seton Hall um, because you guys have kind of had a surge in the last few years. Uh, you had guys like Isaiah Whitehead come in. Now, remember the Brooklyn Nets, he's local. 
Um, and first and foremost, did you get a chance to really watch him up close? Yeah, I watched him up close. Uh, what was weird is while he was there, you know, a couple of NBA scouts called me and asked me what I saw. And um, he, he was a tremendous talent. Oh, he is a tremendous talent. He's a guy that could have gone anywhere. Um, he would have been a pro at, at any school. Isaiah Wyatt was just that, is this that special? Um, I think what helped him get drafted and become more of a pro is that he improved from his freshman year to his sophomore year. He didn't level off, so that that shows that he has growth in his game. Um, I'm just hopefully that uh, he's able to stick around in, in Brooklyn. You know, they got Jeremy Lin, and just got D'Angelo Russell, and he's a competitor, and he's going to fight for everything he got. He definitely has that Brooklyn mentality. So I expect him to uh, have a lengthy NBA career. Angel Delgado, what's special about him? He just has a knack for the ball. He loves the game. Um, it's unfortunate that he's only about six nine. Angel Delgado is six ten, six eleven, a footer. He can leave college right now to be a pro, and everybody will love him. Um, and I say six nine, but he really might be six eight, and I think that might be the knock on him. Um, he, he's passionate. Uh, he plays hard. He's a winner, as you can see. Uh, you know, hopefully somebody takes a shot on him. Trevon uh, returning as well as Angel. Uh, how will that? Uh, well, Trevon is going is as Xavier. Sorry, um, but Angel Delgado returning to uh, Seton Hall. Um, how does that help uh, this going into the season? Um, it, it helps Seton Hall tremendously because you don't have to fill that that void. He's a double double. He was one of the top centers in the country. That, that's hard to replace. You know, they got the guard. We have a, a former player I used to coach for three years, uh, Miles Powell, who will be a sophomore. And um, he's only getting better. He, he, he shoots the basketball very well. But with um, Kadeen Carrington and, and Desi Rodriguez both now being seniors, along with Delgado, the three of those guys, they have a, a nice core group that, that can scare some people and win some games. You just hope that with those guys graduating that, these high school kids could see the promise at Seton Hall and they could actually come in and play and be successful to keep the uh, the train moving. So, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Uh, everybody in sports likes these what-if, either-or questions, so I'm going to throw a what-if, either-or <laughs> question for you. You ready? Gotcha. Got All right. So, Seton Hall, 92-93 team, had Terry right. here. Jim Dickinson, Adrian Griffin, Jerry Walker, Luther Wright. Your team had you, had Eddie Griffin, had Ty Shine, had Andre Barrett, Samuel Dallenbear. Now, in the 92-93 Seton Hall Pirates team, they were 28-7, were coached by P.J. Carlissimo. If they put your team versus the 92-93 Seton Hall Pirates team against each other. All things being fair, say we put it in the NBA 2K generator. Who would win and why? Scoop B Radio. Man, if, if, if that game was played with NBA rules, yep. we would beat them. We why? would beat them with NBA rules. Because I think we'd be able to space the floor more. There's not a lot of help defense. Um, Adrian Griffin was a, a hell of a defender. Jerry Walker was a hell of a defender, but all the banging that he would have done 
it wouldn't have been enough for Eddie because he'd just take him outside beyond the three. And, and Eddie was coming playing for the mid post, so all his didn't have to be uh, near the basket. Terry DeHair was Terry DeHair. He was going to score the basketball. You just you just can't let everybody else become effective scorers. And I think defensively, it'll be a battle. But offensively, we have more people to put the basketball in the hole. If it came down to, uh, that's my final answer, man. That's my final answer. I'm rolling with my guys. In in an NBA-style setting, I'm rolling with my guys. What is the biggest or what was the biggest misconception of Eddie Griffin? (laughs) That he was crazy. Uh, I don't know how, even to this day, I still tell people, um, I still want to believe he's gone. Hmm. Um, people really believed that my boy was crazy or that he had these deep, dark demons. And, and that's not the case. I hate when that picture is painted. And hate's a strong word, but that's how strongly I feel about it. Great guy. Great guy. If people were able to be in his presence and just kick it when they understand the, the, the greatness in him, I just think that he might have made some questionable uh, decisions that people just took and ran with, and then they just plastered that as that's who he is and that's who he isn't. You know, I, I, people make mistakes and, and do things all the time, and it doesn't speak to their character. It doesn't speak to their personality. Uh, I just think his things were isolated incidences. Yeah. Um... How much? We didn't even talk about this. Coach Farrell, Seton Hall, Uni- Seton Hall Prep, rather. Um, <laughs> you're laughing. Legendary coach. What did yeah, you learn yeah. from him? Patience. Patience and being humble. Coach Farrell, in my mind, is probably the best coach in New Jersey basketball history. I know everyone wants to praise Bobby Hurley, who was an excellent coach. But Bob Farrell never really was able to get the same talent that Bob Hurley has gotten over the years consistently. Um, Bob Farrell played in every big game. He coached the McDonald's game. He won multiple state championships, county championships. He struggled together. And oftentimes with minimal talent. And, you know, that that gets overlooked. Um no, he doesn't have 20 or some state championships or, or how many tournament champions. But when I was in high school, St. Anthony's was a non-factor. They beat us my freshman year. The next three years, they were a non-factor. You know, um, they've done a great job of building St. Anthony's and building the, the allure of Bobby Hurley in the 80s. And rightfully so, because he's great at what he does, you know? I still learn from him. I go to his clinics. Anytime I get a chance to talk basketball, I learn from him. So I'm not taking nothing away from him. I just don't like the fact that Bob Fowl isn't in the conversation. His career by the number 777 wins, uh, 169 losses, third all-time for victories in New Jersey, two tournament and champion titles in 99 and 2005. Uh 12 non-public or parochial A-State championships, 10 Essex County tournament crowns, was inducted into the Seton Hall Prep Athletic Hall of Fame in 93, and you named it. You said uh, in 2002 he coached the East team in the McDonald's All-American High School game in Madison Square Garden. 
the list goes on and on and on and on. Kevin Williams took over as head coach after 16 seasons as an assistant coach. Um, last question. Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years in basketball? Man, that's, that's rangy. Okay. Um, I, I see myself back coaching college basketball. In 10 years, I would hope that I'd be a head coach of a college basketball program. Um, I wouldn't mind being an NBA assistant. It's just so much I have to offer this game. And every year, I'm trying to get back into college coaching. And quite honestly, it's so much I want to give the kids that I don't want these other head coaches to miss out on having me on their staff. Um, I'm enthusiastic, enthusiastic about the game. There's so much that, that I've learned as a player, uh, as a coach, from coaching in college, coaching high school, and coaching AAU, connected to so many different people that I'm beneficial wherever I land. Um, it's, it's, basketball is it, so many things that you can do within the game, and I just need to be in a position where I can impact these kids. They need to be able to look at me and say, I learned from him. They need to be able to look at me and say, I can do what he did. Just to be around me and soak up everything that I have to offer. That's that, Marcus. Thank you so much for joining Scoop B Radio. And um, I'm glad to see you coaching, man. Hey, that's the next best thing, man. Um, if I can't keep playing, like you said, I had the knee injuries. I went right into coaching. And I, I've been actually pretty good at it. Starting lead experience, I was just sitting at home one day and just said, man, these kids need to learn basketball the right way. So when I started lead experience basketball, it was just a platform just to give kids the right way to play and, and to learn what college coaches are looking for, what high school coaches are looking for, what, what, what pro coaches are looking for. And you, you come to us and you get that. you know. And um, I named it that because my last name obviously is Tony L., Put a hyphen, so I took the E L for my last name. Put a hyphen in there and made it L E. But um, Scoop B it, Radio. It, it, it's a it's a great place to, for, like I said, beginners to start. Um, people that that want to learn the game, because once you're with me, then you have access to everything that I have access to regarding basketball. And you know what? I never did ask you. Is t- is Tony L? Is that Muslim? Is that what is that Arabic? Where does that name come from? <laughs> <laughs> are you a Muslim now? Oh, you Muslim now? Nah, man. They, oh, I get that question a lot. Some people think it's Spanish, but I haven't done the the real history behind it. But it, it is. It, it's it's a Moorish American name. Um, somehow it comes. It does come from a like a, a Muslim or Muslim descent. With mm-hmm. the noble Drew Ali, <clears throat> and um, so I had someone tell me years ago I need to go to the Schoenberg and uh and do the history behind it because it's very unique. Um, I think it's like part Indian or something. Somehow they told me my people wasn't enslaved, which is crazy. That's what all blacks were enslaved, but apparently, yeah. apparently the the, Mo- the Moors weren't enslaved. Then. I come from Moorish descent. You know what I forgot to ask you, too, while I have you on the What's phone? That? 
Seton Hall University basketball this season, what do you like? Where do you see the direction of what Coach Willard and, and them are doing? Well, I, I like the fact that we're returning all our guys, our core group of guys. I think that's enough for this year to allow us to make a run, uh, perfectly get back to the tournament. I'm just really interested in the recruits that we're able to get, who comes in. Because once this class leaves, they're leaving a lot of holes. And I would just like to see the staff be able to get players in there that's going to continue um, bringing us success. I think they've done a good job with changing the uh, the face of the program because we hit a rough spot um, with Coach Gonzalez. And they brought Coach Willer in to kind of clean up a mess and get the program back on track. And I think it's at a point where it's ready to win. So it's how do we complement all of that. And the only way to do that is to get to get players uh, that can uh, play the kind of basketball that he that he coaches and that he's been effective with. So if we do that, then you know the, the sky's the limit. That's it. <clears throat> We're ending this interview. Marcus, I'll call you back in a minute. My man. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to Scoop B Radio and the programming note. Make sure you guys check out Scoop's top plays. Follow my Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Also, check out my Facebook like page. Search Facebook.com slash Scoop B. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.